Do you have an idea for a podcast, but you don't know where to start? Maybe you're overwhelmed by all the tech or you're convinced nobody will actually listen to you. Well, I'm Shauna Game. After nine and a half years as a professional podcaster, at this show, everyone's talking money. And 25 million downloads later, let me tell you the secret to a profitable podcast. It is building a solid foundation, your podcast roadmap before you launch. That's why I created the Podcaster Class, a fast-paced group cohort podcasting for profit eight-week style NBA program. The Podcaster Class is immersive, comprehensive, and insanely motivational. If you want to create a podcast, DIYing a launch is just not the way to go. In the Podcaster Class, you'll get the tools, tips, and strategies to create a podcast that resonates with listeners and one you can be proud of. Get this. 90% of podcasters never make it to episode three. That's 2.8 million podcasters who just quit. So to be a top podcaster, you only need to publish 21 episodes, but you got to make them good. So in the podcaster class, I'm taking the mystery out of how to create, launch, and profit from your podcast so you can create a top 1% podcast just like this one. The May cohort is now open for enrollment. Classes start May 22nd. There are only 15 spots open. You are going to learn podcasting with me and 14 other amazing people. You can learn all the details at thepodcasterclass.com. Use code podcast when you sign up for $100 off. That's thepodcasterclass.com. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. (laughs) I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. The holidays are a time of celebration. No matter what holiday you celebrate or who you celebrate with, It's a time to put on your comfiest clothing, curl up next to the fire, and drink a warm cup of hot chocolate with a ton of marshmallows. Unless you live in LA like I do, where December can also mean hot weather and beach days. But the holidays are also a time of extreme financial stress and a visit sometimes from that good old friend debt. So why not come up with a plan to make this holiday season debt-free? Now that sounds like a great holiday. Our guest, Maj, is here to share all sorts of ways you can breeze into the holidays without going into debt. You're listening to Millennial Money with award-winning money expert and serial entrepreneur, Shauna Come to Game, where we flip the script on the old-school approach to everything your parents never taught you about money. Each week... Shauna creates a safe space by talking with special guests from around the world about money wellness, entrepreneurship, traveling like a boss, and what makes millennials tick. Unique stories, trailblazing perspectives, tips, tricks, and everything there is to know about money. Find it all here as you uncover your money story and unlock the life you want to live. Pretty cool, right? Here's Shauna, money expert, Indiana Hoosier, and burger aficionado. Algorithms can do so much more than control social media feeds. 
In fact, they have the power to save lives and improve our health. At the Weizmann Institute, Professor Yonina Eldar has pioneered innovative algorithms that optimize MRI scans and make ultrasound devices more portable, affordable, and accessible. Professor Eldar's lab develops AI tools that can pave the way to new technologies that can see, hear, and communicate beyond existing limits. Learn more at celebratinggreatminds.org. This episode is a reboot from two years ago, but I think this message is just as important now. I know I have definitely had some money FOMO, and I have to make sure that I am not making too many emotional purchases, especially this time of the year. So I do a couple of things. First, I set a few rules. If I know it's an emotional spend, I give myself 24 hours before I hit the buy button. So I put the item in the cart, I wait 24 hours, and then I decide if it's something I really want to buy. And I also allow myself no more than two emotional spends per month with a cap on how much I can spend. You're probably thinking, okay, Shauna, why go through all of this? Well, it's simple. I just have a ton of money goals like you, and I don't want to get trapped into FOMO spending. We're all guilty of it, though. So my other rule is that this is a shame-free zone. Let's just make sure FOMO spending isn't all our spending this holiday season. Okay, on to the episode. Did you know that the average person takes on between $300 and $800 in debt during the holidays? That might not seem like a lot. I could see where some people might take on a lot more debt, maybe some a little bit less, but if it isn't paid off in a short period of time, it could turn into even more debt. And that's how the debt just starts to snowball. And I think it's really more about the mindset behind all of this as well, behind the holidays. We get so riled up with the holidays and all the stuff we got to buy for coworkers and friends and family and spouse and boyfriend and girlfriend. I mean, it just gets crazy and out of control. But as our guest Maj from Status Money says, how we hack our minds is really important to how we get ready for the holidays. All pun intended here, (laughs) we got to get our game face on to win the war against holiday debt. So Maj, he's been on the podcast before, but he's going to show us how to breeze through the holidays without debt. And also, very interesting, while using spending data from your peer groups might just be the missing link you need to keep your budget in check. We're here to talk about the holidays. It feels like they're just rolling. Uh, You know, it's going to be the holiday time before we blink our eyes, seemingly. And it's always a stressful time, I know, with a lot of listeners with their budget, I've had a hard time myself. I think we all have at times during the holidays trying to stay in budget. But I I really want to talk about, you know, are there ways that we can breeze through the holidays without racking up debt? How do we do this? I think we got to hack our minds a little bit here. Um, You know, during the holidays, I get this urge, as I'm sure most people do, to be very generous. And we want to be generous in in how much we give and we want to be thoughtful in our gifts. but at the same time, we have to be a little bit cautious about not overextending ourselves. And, you know, this is kind of a place, typical gift giving, where you're not sure, you know, how much you should spend. You're, you're not sure whether somebody's going to get you an amazing gift and spend hundreds of dollars and, <laughs> and all you got them, you know, was, was you know, a heat chain. So, so I, I think um, we have to be very careful about looking at all the information that we have available uh, and being very thrifty in... Um, and how we give people thoughtful gifts. 
That is great because I know, especially if you work in a corporate environment and they do the gift giving exchange, there's always, unless they set a limit, you know, it's that, it's that guessing game of trying to figure out how much do I spend? Do I look like a cheapskate if I don't spend enough or am I, you know, being too extravagant? And we could do that certainly with friends and family too. I think that's why so many people end up just giving gift cards. But what do you think causes the biggest stress around the holidays and budgeting, is it just that we feel these obligations or is it that we kind of throw out all of our, everything we know about money and we just start spending without even knowing how much we're spending? Yeah, I I do think a lot of people don't, um, you know, it's kind of like cheating on a diet. So you think, well, what the hell, it's the holidays, right? And um, and, and you splurge a little bit, but then a little bit turns into a little bit more um, and before you know it, it's January and you've got a lot of credit card bills to pay. So, you know, it is a combination of, um, you know, being a little cautious and, and not throwing too much caution to the wind, um, you know, and being a little strategic. There are great deals around uh, Black Friday uh, and, um, you know, starting really Thanksgiving all the way up till the day after Christmas. Um, there are a lot of, a lot of deals, uh, but you got to, keep close tabs on what your total spending is. You might get, you know, a, a TV for a half price, but if that TV is still 500 bucks, that matters. Um, so um, you, we just got to be a little careful and, and any kind of budgeting tool or tracker or, um, you know, quite frankly, pen and paper that keeps you on track um, will definitely help here. Yeah, for sure. I know this. I'm always curious of those special Black Friday deals. Like, did you actually mark up the price so then you can mark it back down and then I feel like I'm getting a deal? Or is this really a deal, especially with things like TVs? I mean, you just never know. That's true. Um, you know, but once you're in the store and, and there's a little bit of a shopping frenzy going on, sometimes it's, it's, it's hard to resist. Um, but again, this is kind of the place where we need to hack our minds a little bit. And I think marketers, um, you know, retailers, they're doing a lot of hacking of their of their own. Um, these deals are designed to pull you into the store. They're designed to to have you log on and and go to their websites and and, and shop till you drop. Um, so you got to arm yourself with a little bit more information, um, you know, to kind of fight back. For sure. And what sort of mind hacks do you think we can we can be aware of when we're going into these situations? Do you have any tips for those? Well, I'll tell you. Um, a little bit about what we've done at Status and um, and how I've done uh, my holiday uh, prep. Uh, we did this last year, um, and my family were doing it again this year. We took a look at how much our peer group spends on shopping, entertainment, travel, and groceries uh, during the holidays, really November and December, and how much that increases month over month from you know October and September. And we kept ourselves to that amount. And we said, whatever it is that we're doing, we're not going above that amount. Um, and at least it gave us a way to benchmark what, our, what a decent budget could be. And working within that budget, we can still find thoughtful gifts. We can still you know, find space to, to travel and see the family for, for Thanksgiving. Um, but at least it capped our, um, our, our spending sprees to, to a definitive number. I think that's a really interesting point too, particularly what you're doing at Status, which I think just makes it so 
interesting is is that you can compare the peer groups and you can use that as a gauge for your spending. Maybe it makes you pull back a little or maybe you're in certain areas you're like, oh, I, I could probably spend a little bit more in that area. But are you seeing any trends on the status money side emerge already when it comes to holiday spending? Like, what are we all pretty much going to blow our budgets on? Are there are there any areas that really stand out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, usually it's the shopping category, and you know we track we track surprise surprise we track um, about sixteen to seventeen different categories: um, you know, shopping, travel, entertainment, groceries, uh, among others. And uh, the one that really drives the, the massive increase during the holidays is shopping. Uh, that differs, of course, by geography. It differs by age group, by income level. Um, so. On the highest income level, um, you know, people spend roughly about $800 more during the holidays than they do, you know, during the prior six months, right? And this is wow. um, this is a fairly significant number, $800. Bucks. Um, there's a lot of credit card interest associated with that um, <laughs> if, if that's not paid. Um, on the lower side and kind of more average or uh, kind of the national average, you end up at close to $300. Um, in just a shopping increase. That's fairly manageable, I think, for most people. Um, so there are lots of differences. Uh, you do see a little bit of an uptick in travel, um, but that kind of evens out because, you know, people are traveling a lot these days. Um, and flights, you know, like it or not, the suites are getting smaller, but at least the fares are not increasing much. So, um, so that doesn't seem to be a problem category. For sure. And I'm curious, what is the value of knowing where your peer groups stand in these certain categories? How could you use that information really powerfully to better your own situation? I mean, this maybe goes back a little bit to to about how we hack our minds. And there's been a ton of research done on what peer comparisons um, motivate people to do in different walks of life. For example, uh, there was a study a few years ago about hotels asking people to reuse towels and and um, you know to help save um, water and 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 the environment to some degree, and most people just completely ignored them. But the most powerful message that they tried was to say, you know, 95% of the people who stayed in this room in this room reused their towels twice, and all of a sudden you had a massive uptick in people reusing their towels. Um, Similarly, in, um, in the energy uh, area, uh, you had some utility companies sending people you know, uh, flyers and, and including uh, take ones in, into their bills saying, hey, you should try to conserve more energy. It, it'll help the environment. You'll save money. Uh, and most people just completely ignored them until they started putting, <laughs> hey, your neighbors are actually spending less electricity than you. So you should be able to cut back all of a sudden again. You had uh, an uptick in, in people adopting uh, energy-saving products and, and reducing their consumption. Now, when we founded Status Money, we certainly had a lot of that research in mind saying, well, what if we show people how they're spending compared to other people? And not just anybody else, but people like them, people of similar age, similar income, they live in your city. Um, you know, what would you do? So, we launched the company, and, and it was kind of like a real-world experiment. <laughs> we wanted to see what would happen. Um, and we worked with some professors at the University of Chicago and University of Maryland 
to study how people are actually behaving after receiving some information from our from our apps. Um, guess what? The people who found out they spent more reduced their spending by 23%. Huge change. Wow. Huge change. And when they found out that, you know what, they're actually spending on par um, or a little bit lower than, than people like them, they didn't change their behavior at all. They just said, oh, good to know. I think I'm doing all right. And, you know, they went about their way. So um, this, of course, goes back to our mission. It goes back to why we built the company and what we're trying to achieve. Um, but I certainly think there's room for us to use this information to hack our minds a little bit and, and be a little smarter about the financial decisions we make. Okay, friend, I want to know, what are your money goals this year? Are you saving to buy a house or maybe a wedding or a dream vacation to somewhere tropical? If that's you, please, please take me with you. Or maybe you want to just grow your emergency fund because, let's be real, life is expensive. I want to make sure you reach your goals, so you need Monarch. That's why the Wall Street Journal named it the best app for growing your savings. Monarch is the top-rated, all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. You can create custom budgets, track progress towards your financial goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. Here's what I love. Monarch is the most customizable budgeting app. You can change the layout of your dashboard. You can go between light and dark mode. You can create custom budgets and notifications. You can set up all of these automatic rules for your transactions and notifications and so much more. Monarch is obsessed with constantly improving their product. Get this. They release updates every two weeks, and they even allow customers to submit suggestions, vote on requested features, and view the product roadmap. This, my friend, is totally original. Plus, they will never sell your data to third party or show you ads. I think that's really important. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it is the top-rated personal finance app. And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. In those moments when money is just not moving as fast as your dreams, Earnit provides the financial momentum you need to keep moving forward. Earnit is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then you access up to $100 a day as you work and you can leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. I honestly would use Earnin in lots of different ways, but what's on my mind recently is I need a night out. I need some good tacos to sip on a few virgin margaritas and celebrate you all helping this podcast earn 26 million downloads. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability and security. Gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin' Money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talking money under podcast. 
Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank, subject to your available earnings daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. I'm going to be real with you. Identity theft is on the rise, and you do not want to wake up one morning and discover that your bank account has been emptied, or you're overdue on credit cards you never even applied for. We talk about this often on the podcast, but you don't realize how much of your information is available to scammers on the internet and how susceptible you and your family are to identity theft and fraud. I know, it's scary, but now you can get your data removed with Delete Me. That's why I personally choose Delete Me. Delete Me is a subscription service that removes your personal information from the largest people search databases on the web and in the process helps prevent potential ID theft doxing, and phishing scams. I just started using Delete Me and I got my regular personalized privacy report. (laughs) I was shocked what they found and removed. It was pages of information about me that I did not want online. Here's how it works. You sign up and provide Delete Me with exactly what information you want deleted, and their experts take it from there. I cannot tell you how relieved I felt to have Delete Me. And you know, it's also a great service for your parents or grandparents to help protect them from identity theft. Delete Me is not just a one-time service. Delete Me is always working for you, constantly monitoring and removing the personal information you do not want on the internet. Take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me, now at a special price for my listeners. Today, get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use promo code etm at checkout. The only way you get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and enter code etm at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash etm. Go to joindeleteme.com slash etm and use code etm for 20% off. The weather is getting warmer. I'm so excited, and it is time to say goodbye to all those jackets and sweaters and hello to the shorts and t-shirts. I wanted to update my summer workout wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince, and I am in love. Quince is your go-to place from everything from premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless... 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part of all, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Okay, I bought the dreamiest pair of workout leggings and a bright pink workout top to match. Honestly, ladies, I gotta tell you, these leggings you need. The price cannot be beat, and I feel like a million bucks wearing this cozy workout friendly outfit. I've worn it for like five days straight. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com etm for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ETM to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash ETM. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. 
Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8-month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14-month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash CD specials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. So we're going to start out with a little Ask Shauna question. This was a great setup for today's episode. This question comes from Lauren, and Lauren says, I was wondering if you could tell me what you think the best credit card for balance transfers. I currently have a Chase credit card that has 3000 ish in debt, and I'm paying between $60 to $80 a month in interest and would like to transfer the money to a card with no interest as I'd moved to live with my parents in order to pay this off and save for a down payment on a condo or townhome. It should only take me about three months to fully pay off, and I would like to use this new card as I do my Discover card in that I pay it off every month and use it when I get the most cash back. I've been on NerdWallet, and I've looked at the following options. City Simplicity Card, City Double Cash Card, a Barclay Card, MasterCard, Amex Blue Cash Every Day. Can you please let me know what you think the best option is, or if you have another card that you think is good? This is a great question again. I know this is every question, but I think every question that you guys send in is such an amazing question because they prompt episodes. And I think so many of us are trying to figure out these questions as well, which is what makes money so fascinating. And I love that you have a a solid goal. So you're putting action behind your goal too and making decisions now, like moving in with your parents so you can achieve your bigger goal of buying a condo. Just, it goes along with everything that I say, taking small steps now that can lead to big changes in the long run or making a decision that you don't necessarily want to make now, but you know it's the right financial decision. If you can see the long run, it really helps you stay committed to chasing after that goal, to paying off that debt so you can buy a condo or a townhome or whatever it is you're trying to buy. I remember after I got uh, when I was separated, before I got divorced, I, m- I moved out of my house and I moved into my parents' house. And for four months, I lived in their small bedroom in their house. And <laughs> it was quite an experience. And a lot of my friends were like, what are you doing? Why would you do this? And I just kept thinking, okay, I know this is like the smart money thing to do. And also, it was honestly pretty nice to have my parents around, have my mom cook me dinner and help me feel like I was five years old again and not like I was going through this traumatic experience. So for that part, I loved it. Plus, she did my laundry, which I'm never going to complain about. But staying there for four months helped me save up enough cash that when I went to rent an apartment and I had to buy all new furniture, I literally had to buy everything. I had to buy everything down to the kitchen utensils, everything I had to buy new, I had the cash and I didn't have to go into debt. So I like this strategy. And I can't tell you which card to to choose, but honestly, one of my best 0% kind of repetitive offers that I've ever gotten has been from a Discover card. So I check with them first if you already have that card and see what they would offer you for a balance transfer before you look for a new card. Like I said, I've had such good luck with Discover. I really, really like them. And if you go with a new card, also think about what's your credit score. Is it 740 plus? That's going to get you the best transfer options. So again, I can't tell you which card to choose necessarily. There's, there's a lot of things you should be thinking about. I'd be thinking about how long you'll get the 0% offer. So what are the terms? 
what is the interest rate on the card after that initial period, just in case you need to use this card as an emergency or to pay for something. It's going to matter down the down the road, maybe not so much if you never use this card after you pay off that transfer, but still good info to know. What's the balance transfer fee? And then what are the other benefits that this card offers? Like, do they offer no late fees? All of these different things that might be important to you, you should take a look at. But no matter what you choose, you're making a good decision again, putting yourself in the best position to be, quote unquote, mortgage ready with as little debt as possible. So do you think it taps into that competitive piece that's in all of us that secretly wants to, you know, be the best or be number one or or at least do as good as our peers? I think so. I'm not sure if we're tapping into uh, competitiveness as much as we're tapping into curiosity. Um, mm. This information, you know, and I had intended to put you on the spot to be perfectly honest, and ask you about your age and your income, how much you're making, John, and, um, you know, your credit score. And usually when I ask people this, for this information, you know, I get either a blank stare or, uh, you know, a little <laughs> bit of an angry look, like, well, hold on, I, I feel attacked here. This is very personal information you're asking. Me. So we have faced this money taboo for essentially ever and none of us has information about how we're doing compared to others. So there's a ton of curiosity built up here that we are genuinely curious. And once we find out, we're actually likely to find this information very useful. Um, and it's it, it, it about spending, but it's not just about spending. It's about how much we make. It's about how much debt we have. It's about the interest rates that we're paying, right? That right now, I might be getting an amazing interest rate on my mortgage, or I might not be. And I'm just not sure because I don't know what other people with a similar income and credit score are getting. Um, so creating this transparency, I think, helps everybody. That makes total sense. And I think you, being a, a financial planner for over a decade now, the privilege is I get to see behind the scenes. And so I see people who are making a million dollars a year, people who are making $50,000 a year. And I see trends that exist no matter what income level people have. And it really, it goes back to what you're saying. A lot of it goes back to the mindset piece. That's really where a lot of things fall apart for people because they have all the tips and the strategies and everything they need to better their situation, but the mind tends to play tricks and get in the way. But I'm just curious from your research, do you see it, different trends emerge at different income levels, or do you see a lot of similarities? Yeah, I'm really glad you brought that up. Um, so the research I, I mentioned with um, the University of Chicago and the University of Maryland, um, we've actually been working on refreshing that now that a lot more members have joined our platform. There's a lot more information, and we can actually slice and dice it and, and, and get into the components. Um, so we were just you know, reconvening with, uh, with that team uh, two days ago. And they were filling us in on their latest results. And the most important result that they've been able now to statistically confirm is that people who have a lower income, and we're talking here, you know, about sixty-five dollars to $55,000 and below, those are the people that are changing their behavior the most after, um, wow. after downloading our apps, after registering for our service. And I couldn't tell you how excited I was when they said that, because guess what? That is where we can have the most impact. 
that, you know, those are the people that we built this company for. And, um, you know, to be perfectly honest, the first few months when, when we launched the company, a lot of the people that signed up for the service were fairly affluent. They were doing well. And, you know, even though they can get a lot of value out of the product too, those weren't our target demographic. That was not our target user base. Um, so to see now that, no, it is in fact the, uh, the people that we built the product for that are getting the most value out of it. It was hugely exciting. That is exciting. I love to hear that. And going back to a little bit about the holidays, you know, I know debt is a real pain point for so many different listeners. And sometimes you feel like there's no way out, you know, this vicious circle of just paying off debt and obviously using status money as a tool to figure out interest rates. Where are you in line with your credit score? But how could somebody take action today to relieve some of that pain around debt if, if they used status money to, to figure out where they rank. Yeah. I'll tell you, we've talked a lot about the comparisons aspect of, of our product and, and, and why we did it and, and what it does for you. But quite honestly, that is just a means to an end. Um, the, the comparisons that we show are only a way for us to show you and to identify ways for you to improve. That could be in terms of budgeting. That could be in terms of the financial products that are in your wallet. In many cases, People use, you know, the credit card they've had for, you know, for a decade, the one they've had since college, and they never think twice about it. It still works, right? There's no major issue with it. Um, and, and they never stop sometimes to think, hey, maybe today I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a look at that interest rate. I'm going to take a look at, and see what my options are. So we're automating that. We're making it easier. And, and we have algorithms that we've built that automatically identify which of your products or, or which of your, the aspects of your finances need some improvement. And if we find a way for you to improve, we call that an opportunity and we link you to a bank or a financial technology company or anyone else that can actually provide you with a better product and better price. That's how we deliver the majority of our value to people. Uh, and in many cases, we identify hundreds of dollars, if not thousands, that people can save just by taking advantage of those opportunities. That's amazing. And I think, again, it's just that awareness piece, because going back to what you said before, money is such a taboo. I always say, you know, we don't sit around the dinner table with our friends and chat about our credit scores or how over budget we are. But but maybe we should. And, and I think status is a way of sharing that information in a way where you still feel anonymous enough, but you're able to look and, and make some sort of conscious decisions and maybe move yourself out of the place of feeling stuck. And I know a lot of people feel that with debt. Are you seeing that when people are using the app and they're they're seeing ways they can save money on their debt or maybe they can better position their debt that then they're actually taking action on that? Absolutely. Absolutely. It was it was only uh about three months ago when uh we launched uh, what we call our opportunities, uh, you know, section of, of, of our app. And, and that's the one that actually gives you actionable ways for you to, uh, you know, to reduce debt, to, to refinance a loan, um, you know, even, even to discover new investment uh, opportunities that might be, uh, you know, at, at a lower fee than the ones you may be paying. And, and the uptick there has been incredible. Um, because again, you know, these are, completely tailored for you. If, if we don't find a need um, or an opportunity for you to benefit from a particular product, we won't show it to you, right? And, and it's, it's, you know, that kind of ties back into 
um, you know, the reason we, we created this product and it's not to, um, show every product on, on earth to everybody. Um, that's not very helpful, but really just to identify the right thing for you. And I know we talked about this on the episode we did before, which I'll, I'll link in the show notes, but remind me again, what led you to think of the idea for status money? Is there something that happened in your own money journey where you thought this information is really needed out there? Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll tell you, I did not have a, um, you know, a very affluent upbringing and, um, you know, money was always a topic I was trying to get smart about. And, um, you know, during college, I would ask some, some of my colleagues, you know, what they believed a, a good value for a house was or, or what a good starting salary would be, you know, for, for somebody coming out of school and, um, maybe what the cost of living was like, maybe, you know, we want to move to Chicago or, or New York or LA. And, you know, many of them, felt uncomfortable discussing this uh, and and they simply had no clue what what the answers were so um so there was already that that kind of lingering sensation for me that um there's a lack of information I, I'm hungry for some of this information and I can't find it I can't get it and even when I find people that are happy to talk about their salaries mostly it was an ego trip Right, mostly with somebody just wanting to tell you how amazing they're doing and how much money they're making on Wall Street, and and that's not a useful data point. So, <laughs> so, um, so there was always this lingering thing that there was a missing uh, set of information, and and then I had happened to work um, at large financial institutions most of my career, and guess what? All the data was available. All this information is actually out there except nobody has ever thought to put it in front of people. And by the way, to do that for free. And, um, and that's part of the genesis of why we decided to build this company, a, a former colleague and, and uh, my, my co-founder. And I got together and said, you know, we can take this information, we can take this data and turn it into incredibly insightful, um, you know, messages and, and information for people. And uh, that's kind of how we got started. And do you think it's, Obviously, you said all these financial institutions had all this information. I pretty much know the answer to the question I'm going to ask, but is it to their benefit of keeping this information out of our hands so that we don't know all these data points? I mean, isn't that the way they they make money off of us? I mean, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a conspiracy, um, but I will say you got to look at the incentives in the equation. So if you are a large financial institution that makes money by lending, uh, by lending people money and, and charging interest on it, then would you want to be the one that is advising them on, you know, if their interest rate is too high or not? Um, probably not. You don't have a lot of incentive to do that. <laughs> and, you know, there are some financial institutions that, you know, in recent years or maybe in even the past few months have decided to, um, you know, either buy, acquire, or build um, financial planning and management tools. Um, you know, my kind of cautious stance on this is: let's wait and see if if they are truly able to be independent and to provide information that is valuable to their customers, even when it's not very beneficial for their bottom line. That sense of independence is something we hold very dearly at Status Money and. From day one, we said our connection and our relationship is directly with our member, and that's who we work for, right? 
Um, so I, I wouldn't say, you know, it, it, there's any sort of conspiracy about this, but it's just a matter of intent. Right, for sure. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> um, and I know status money, you've come a long way since we last spoke. So what are some of the latest and greatest things that you're working on? Um, well, we have come a long way. Um, I think the last time we spoke, we might have been at um, roughly 50,000 uh, members or so. We've quadrupled since then in, in, in a few short months. So the feedback we've been getting is incredible. Um, we're very excited about, about the momentum there. Um, we, you know, the kind of the biggest announcement that we made recently was the launch of our mobile app. Um, we, a little bit in an unorthodox way, launched a website before we launched mobile app um, to give people kind of a better way to visualize their financial life. And, and doing that on a larger screen tended to make sense. Uh, but now we've got. Uh, Android and iOS uh, apps out in the stores, you know, as of the last 10 days. So it's very new and exciting there. Um, and we are working on something that is a little bit secret, um, but but I will divulge uh, enough to say that it is a form of rewards and, and that we are uh, soon to be announcing a way for our members to... Um, actually benefit more than just getting the information and just getting the opportunities, they're actually going to be able to uh, experience more of a gamified, uh, you know, kind of uh, feature that will make it a little bit fun to, um, you know, to interact with, with status and, and to make um, financial decisions that are actually beneficial. I love it. Anything that we can do to make money fun and more exciting and interesting, I'm always on board. So we'll definitely be looking forward to that. And as always, I, I love chatting with you. I love your insights. If you had one solid takeaway or action item from our conversation to get listeners prepared for the holidays, maybe to help them avoid some of that FOMO spending or, uh, you know, not falling in some of those traps, what would you want everyone to remember? I will say, um, compare your spending with those of your peers, set a budget based on that for this holiday season and do not exceed it. If it is $500, if it is $300, even if it's $100, you got to stick to it. Sometimes you just got to make things, you know, make the ends meet, um, you know, make your gifts, be thoughtful about them, but do not exceed that budget. Uh, and also keep in mind that interest rates are on the rise. So any um, any amount of, of debt or anything that is borrowed um, is actually going to cost you more than you think going forward. As these interest rates rise, so will the amounts you have to pay. So um, um, happy holidays, everybody. And, uh, and hopefully that, um, that piece of information will save a lot of heartache down the road. That is great advice. Well, tell the listeners where they can go to find out more about Status Money and to uh, get started. Sure. Easy. Uh, statusmoney.com. Uh, you'll see links there to, to the mobile apps and the stores. Um, and of course, you could, you could register uh, right there on the website. It is free. And if you ever want to get in touch, um, you know, our, our support staff and our contact hotline are, are always available and, and we're always happy to chat. Hey, you. Yes, you. Before you go, we want to say thanks for listening to this episode of Millennial Money. For all the links, tags, 
and ads you've heard on today's episode, check out the show notes or go to mmoneypodcast.com where you'll find more episodes to share with your friends. While you're at it, leave us a review and make sure to subscribe wherever you listen so you don't miss out on all the money tips and tricks that will take you from a millennial regular to a millennial money expert. See you back here in a few days with a fresh new episode. Everyone knows that putting money aside in savings is really important. But then what? Should you keep your savings locked in a CD for a higher rate or keep them liquid in a money market? Can your checking account help you save too? Or is it about creating the right combination? We believe real banking is a conversation. Let's talk about the savings options that are right for you. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com. Member FDIC.